0: that's where you're getting all the symptoms but now you go to the doctor and they go oh your thyroid hormones are 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 all over the place and maybe they check you for Hashimoto's and maybe they don't. Maybe they just give you something for your hypothyroid symptom and they think that your heart palpitations and anxiety and inward trembling are that you're just stressed and 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 more and more doctors are starting to look for Hashimoto's but here's the thing most people don't well, let's. I'll get to that in, in, in a few minutes. So, so more and more doctors are starting to look for Hashimoto's and more and more doctors are starting to find it. And so the challenge there is sometimes doctors will say, we don't know whether you got it or not, because there are varying ranges still <laughs> on what's Hashimoto's and what's not. And um, so... Uh, when we started out, the range, you, you, you check these certain antibodies, they're called thyroid peroxidase antibodies and uh, uh, anti-thyroglobulin antibodies. And so basically you check these things and maybe they come up normal. Now in our world, since we were have been doing this since long before anybody even thought Hashimoto's was real, the symptoms were enough for us to say, we gotta treat you for autoimmunity and dampen the immune response and see what happens with your thyroid. And uh, and that's the ultimate takeaway from this today. By the way, but what happens is, um, you know, usually there's an endocrinologist involved, and, and so there, there can be a little bit of a of a tug of war there, because the endocrinologist will go, well, your your your, your thyroglobulin antibodies came up normal, so you don't have it. Or even better, <laughs> they'll come up positive, and they'll go, oh, maybe you have it, and then the next time your your test says uh, normal, then they'll say you don't have it. So I'm not quite sure why this is a huge confusion today, but, it's, but, but the reality is, is, is if you have gone to get test for it, once you test positive, one time, you've got it. Because what happens is the antibodies that tag, antibodies, the way it works is there's these antibodies in your immune system, and they actually tag what they think are bad guys. They tag bacteria to get killed by your immune system, they tag the viruses to alert your immune system to kill the virus. Unfortunately, for people have autoimmune disease, they've tagged an organ. And in this particular case, it's thyroid. So they've tagged the thyroid organ. And, and when they tag it, when they're up, when the antibodies are up because you're stressed, because you're eating like crap, because you got a cold or something like that, this really starts happening. When they go down, there's less of an attack. But when they go down, you can test them and they can look normal on the test and, and then the doctors go, well, I, I don't know. It's one day it's positive, one day it's negative, so we don't know where you got it. If you ask an immunologist, they'll say, you have it. You have it. Once you get the positive test, you have it. And again, I started going there into ranges. When we first got into this, the, the range for Hashimoto's uh, to be positive was zero to hundred. This is the next confusion, okay? Then it came down to 64. Now our group, and, and my mentor um, after experimenting with a lot of, of, of Hashimoto's patients among maybe 35 to 50 of his pra- practitioners said, it's somewhere between zero to eight and zero to 10. So, P- so it came down to 30, 64, then the range came down to 32. I've seen some ranges in the 20s and the 16s. Uh, M- Mayo Clinic today says the range is zero to nine. And in having treated people from around the world, there I think Belgium zero to five, and there are some other European countries where it's it's zero to seven, nine, ten. So everybody's got their little thing relative to I guess their patient population there. But the reality is is so I I just go to like Mayo Clinic because everybody goes Mayo Clinic. Okay, so so Mayo Clinic says zero to nine, and that was no small thing for them to come down and say that. But still in my town here in, in Reno Sparks area in northern Nevada, I mean you can go to you can go to all the different labs and one of the one of the hospitals here has two labs. <laughs> one lab it's zero to nine and the other one is zero to thirty two. So p- point is everybody from nine to sixty four is being told that that they don't have Hashimoto's, even though they have all the symptoms. So I said all that to say this, <laughs> so 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 that's Hashimoto. So first, you got to figure out this person actually have hypothyroid. Do they have silent autoimmunity? Do they have reactive autoimmunity? Do they have just full blown autoimmunity? It kind of um, it kind of dictates your prognosis. Okay, and from this perspective, a lot of people come in and don't want to take thyroid medication, and they're like, they're like, I don't wanna take any medication. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm with that. I mean, I'm like like less medication, better. Thyroid medication is kind of unique in this sense. If you can, if you have a thyroid problem and you can get the right dosage of medication, the side effect is your body works (laughs) really well. Okay, if you have too much or you too little, that's not good because you're gonna either have hyperthyroid or you're gonna have hypothyroid symptoms. And for the Hashimoto's patient, it is impossible, almost impossible to dose that properly until You've done all of the other things we've talked about in all of the other videos Those of, the, of those conditions that are unique to that particular person. So if the person's got SIBO, or if the person's got a bacterial infection, or if they got H. pylori, or if they got chronic stress, or if they got um, uh, gallbladder problems, or lack of hydrochloric acid, all of those things create inflammation. All those things raise cortisol, more inflammation, and then the next thing you know, that causes a poor conversion factor. And in the Hashimoto's patient, it also flares up their thyroid, or the attack against the thyroid. So you have to go about it that way. So in the beginning, you can imagine I have people coming in here looking for like some herb or botanical and going like, no, we got to put you through this whole screening and this down that. people would get up and walk out. They're like, what are you talking about? It's my thyroid. It's like, I don't, my gut, my bad gut is like, has nothing to do with this. I mean, you know, that, I don't get that anymore today there's enough online where a lot of you are probably saying, Why is he even talking about this? I already know this stuff. But I mean, but I get a lot of people in here that are way more educated about this stuff than it used to be. So it's, so that's been nice. So so okay. So so we figure out that you have Hashimoto's um, or you have or you have hypothyroid. Okay. Hypothyroid's easy. Frankly, one of the main reasons I don't get hypothyroids that often is because they're the people who take the medication and they're Ooh, life is good, everything's wonderful. My weight is going away, my hair is growing back. Mary, why don't you take this medication? Well, look at how wonderful it was for me. And Mary takes the head medication, and it just about blows her head off because she's got a hyper, hyper Hashimoto's hyperthyroid. So these are the things that that, that you have to, to understand about your Hashimoto's. Uh, it's 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 it's, it's uh, I'm doing the thyroid very late in this back-to-basics protocol because this is the way it goes. So when somebody comes in here with Hashimoto's, like, oh, another thing people wanna know. Um, So if a person comes in here with Hashimoto's and they have not taken any thyroid medication, so thyroid medication is, is the substitute. It's artificial, it's hormone replacement therapy. You put it in, okay, you put it in, and it and and now you have enough T4 flowing through your system. It may not be getting converted, <laughs> but you have enough getting going through your system. That tells a part of your brain that assesses these things called the hypothalamus. It says doc's got enough thyroid hormone in him and you and, and that tells the pituitary gland, the master gland, to tell your thyroid to kick back and take a vacation. And it doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to produce because I don't know where it's coming from, but there's plenty of T4 running around in here. So, so kick back until we need you. Well, if you keep taking it, you're never gonna need your thyroid. And then it atrophies and then it, ha- and then it can't make T4. My guideline, when people ask me, am I gonna have to take thyroid medication is if they've been taking 50 milligrams, maybe 50 milligrams is like the borderline, but, but the bottom end of the range, 50 milligrams or more, for two years or more, it's my observation. This is, not, this is not in any books or anything. It's my observation that that person's probably gonna need hormone replacement therapy for the rest of their life, okay? If they are not taking any thyroid when they get in here and they've just been a trooper and suffering because they didn't want to take medication when they didn't think their doctor knew what they were talking about, um, or, they are, or, or they've been taking it for like less than two years um, and it's been 50 milligrams or less. I'd say 70% of those people, their thyroid ends up working again. It hasn't yet atrophied to the point where it can't work, and, uh, and and most of those don't have to take a medication. But to me, honestly, it's not about taking a medication or not with a thyroid, because most of ours are Hashimoto's, and it's about do we get the let's let's get the inflammation down, let's get the food sensitivity figured out. Let's get the toxins figured out, if you have them. You know, it, Let's get figured out what's causing the inflammatory responses in you, and let's see what happens. Now, at that point, at that point, now, before you go to medication, you can use herbs and botanicals, okay? And, 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 there's, and, and there's different herbs and botanicals for it. There's herbs and botanicals that'll just get your thyroid to start making T4. There's other herbs and botanicals that will help your Conversion factor. They'll have nutrients in there that will sensitize receptor sites so that they take your thyroid hormone in on the cells. They have herbs, but they have herbs and botanicals in there that'll get your your liver working better or your pancreas working better, um, and and uh, I'm sorry, your 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 gut function working better, um, receptor sites working better. So so, but. Th- it's the same thing. Until you get all the other hierarchy better, then you shouldn't start. In, you shouldn't start using herbs or botanicals yet. Okay, because you, if you get the other things under control, your thyroid might just start working. You might not even need herbs and botanicals for your thyroid. Then the next step is use the herbs and botanicals, and if the thyroid's gone, then um, then. Uh, thyroid medication. Full disclosure, I take levothyroxine, okay? And my story is I probably got Hashimoto's when I was 20, 21. I had a severe bout of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, mononucleosis. Whew. I mean, like I was sick for months, like three months I was in bed and oh my God, it was like sweats and and chills and I was losing weight. and. And the whole thing, and then even after I got out of it, I was, I was, I, I had played sports back then. I had to miss a whole soccer season, uh, and 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 my baseball season that year wasn't all that one to uh, put in the record books, to say the least. Because I was fatigued for like 14 months. What we know now is is that if you got Epstein, if you get mono, it's caused by Epstein-Barr virus, and it lasts for more than four to six weeks. You would probably develop Hashimoto's back then. So nobody figured out. And then I started having a little trouble with my weight and my fatigue, and nobody figured out that I had Hashimoto's until I was almost uh, in my late 40s. Uh, And so my thyroid wasn't coming back. So I take, um, I actually take 50 micrograms of, of levothyroxine and I even take a smidge of something called T3. I'm not telling you to take these. I'm just telling you what I do to give you some reality on like what I think is the reality of Hashimoto's, especially for the people coming here and go, no, no, never, never medication. It's like if I wasn't taking medication, I wouldn't be sitting here doing this. I can tell you that. And why do I take that T3? Because I have celiac. I have celiac and uh, and I have autoimmune gastritis. So I don't break down the T3 properly. So I take a combination of both of those and here I am. My numbers are perfect. Your numbers can be valuable after you've done all that. After you've fixed your stress, after you've fixed your intestines, after you've fixed your, your gut, after you've fixed all that stuff, then your your thyroid numbers actually become useful. But prior to all that, that TSH, the T3, the T4 that the doctors are are, are, are using, if you have Hashimoto's, it's strong probability those numbers are not representative of what your actual thyroid function is. So I think that's it. I thought any other clinical pearls relative to the thyroid? Again, I mean, like I said, my mentor teaches a 24 hour, 24 hour course over a period of three days on this and, and I'm there. I has got another one coming up in June and I'm either gonna be there or watching it online or one or the other because it's, it's just, it's at, at, really, it's autoimmunity, okay? For the vast majority of you, it's autoimmunity. I, here's another clinical pearl. Hashimoto's is usually connected to a lot of other things. It's it, it's connected to autoimmune gastritis. It's connected to celiac. It's connection, connected to antibodies against your cerebellum. So those of you who at the same time you started getting putting on weight, you started getting dizziness and balance problems and, and stuff like that, um, it, it's connected to that. It's connected to autoimmune hepatitis. It's connected to polycystic ovarian syndrome, all in different in different ratios, but like, like, like more often it's connected to, uh, to celiac and the cerebellum than to polycystic ovarian syndrome. But the bottom line is, is it's connected to a lot of things. So if those things come into me, guess what? We have to go through the whole hierarchy, right? And then there's those areas where you're having to treat the, 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 the gut and the thyroid at the same time because the thyroid's screwing up the gut and the gut's screwing up the thyroid. So you have to attack those both at the same time. So, 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 so for those of you who are like, you know, always looking online and, and, and you're doing things, I, I, I encourage that because it's making my job a little easier with people coming in and having tried things and they haven't worked or they understand what I'm talking about when I talk about SIBO, are, uh, it, it just helps, it helps a lot. But, but you need to understand there is, there is an organization to our system and this, this autoimmunity, this has, this, has been, this has screwed things up majorly. And it's, it's only I, it's only last 30 or 40, 50 years. I mean, I'm not treating the same patients now I was treating when I went into the practice 40 years ago. Have, people don't respond as well now as they used to, and, and a lot of it's because of these, these autoimmune problems that people a lot of people come in here don't even know they have them. They just know they're not feeling well, they've tried everything and it didn't work. So if you, there are doctors now that are getting more conversant with the fact that the person's got Hashimoto's. however. They just keep treating you as hypothyroid. There's a the next level of doctor who finally goes, you know what, this is an autoimmune problem. And, and there are those doctors who are actually using a little bit of hydrocortisone, which is, uh, which is a steroid that you use in autoimmune problems to bring down the inflammation. And it helps, and it helps. It, 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 because why? Because it's addressing the problem. It's addressing this. But people will say, I don't want to take hydrocortisone the rest of my life because it's got like a lot of bad side effects, which is true. Okay. Then the next thing that they're doing is they're going like, okay, I I just don't know what to do with this. So here's what we're going to do. We're either going to take it out or radiate it. You, You can take it out, radiate it, but this is still there. The immune system is still there. And nobody has addressed dampening the immune system. Oh, but there's not tissue left. I'm not so sure about that. Okay, I'm pretty sure that when people take these thyroids out, and I'm willing to be corrected, but I've seen hundreds of these, and I am not exaggerating when I say hundreds of people who have their thyroids out, they come in, they still have all the, hypo, they still have all the Hashimoto stuff, we put them through the autoimmune protocol, and, and their symptoms resolve, okay, or improve substantially or whatever. And, um, and, and, and the same thing with people who get radiated. So I'm not sure if the whole thing just doesn't get radiated. I, I think they don't, ever, I, just understanding from anatomy courses and doing anatomy and teaching in anatomy labs in my younger days, I, I, it would be hard for me to imagine that they can get the whole thyroid out without like damaging other things. So there's either still tissue in there or it's just, you gotta get, it's just that they have not addressed the, the immune component of it. So just full disclosure, my thyroid is never coming out unless it's got cancer, that's it. It's not coming out for nodules it's not coming out for undifferentiated cells that they, 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 they say oh we looked in there and did a biopsy and there's undifferentiated cells and we don't know what they are um, they're not cancer but we're going to take it out uh, no I'm, I mean I'm just telling me okay so and, and and by you know inference maybe I'm telling you you know what I think and I tell you what I'm telling my patients so so that's that's more or less thyroid from a clinical experience perspective um, it's, it's, it's really, it, it comes in the door, it's there, it's an autoimmune case first and a thyroid case second. And it may get rid of the immune, you may dampen the immune response and the thyroid may just start working again. And, and, and I gave you the parameters for, for who that may work for and who may not. But if, if, you, if you do all of that and you're still having thyroid symptoms, now the herbs, if you do the immune response approach, That would be the back to basics (laughs) of the functional medicine things that we've talked through from now until then. And you still have symptoms, now the herbs and botanicals may work. And if they don't work, now your doctor probably will be able to dial in your medication to where it works. It's complex, thyroids, complex. And that's really what you need to understand. So that's thyroid. About male or female hormone problems yet, we're going to. Because they are also at the behest of all the other things, not because they're autoimmune, but for, different, uh, but for different reasons. But if you are in menopause, perimenopause, you're having a lot of problems. If you're 41 and you've been told that you're in menopause, which is not likely the case, okay? Um, it's all this stuff we're talking about. It's all these things. We're talking about. But you'll notice that comes after all the things we talked about that just affects the thyroid and the thyroid. So for those of you who are on hormone replacement therapy, that's screwing up your thyroid. Okay, you can see there's a lot of vicious cycles there. We'll be talking about that next time. So, okay, so next time we'll be talking about hormones. Um, I kind of like that too. I kind of like that because they kind of complete the cycle when you're doing uh, a a full-blown autoimmune case, full-blown gut case. A full-blown anxiety case, these types of things, and we'll talk about that. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed this. Please give me any feedback. I love I love the feedback. I'm amazed at how much feedback we get. I, this will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.